Hey, hey guys. guys, it's Ray and Chanel. It's Playdate season. So this is our second episode of our podcast, our long distance friendship podcast we have going on. And if you tuned in last week, we went over a few of our first experiences and we left off during a very important topic that we are just going to discuss today. Chanel, what is that? Um, that topic, Rahalis, is the topic of heartbreak mm. and how we got through it. And we've said this in the previous podcast that everyone experiences heartbreak at least once in their lives. Some experience it more than that. That's just something that everyone actually has in common in a really sad way is everybody goes through it at some point in their life. I always like to learn about how people got through it because I feel like every heartbreak is different, but the pain is still the same amount of hurt. I felt that. I always just am intrigued by how people get through any kind of heartbreak and loss and what they do. So yes, we have both experienced heartbreak and although I couldn't be there for you during yours, using your story, you can help anyone listening and maybe a future us figure out how to get through it again well for me if it happens it happens differently for everyone but like you said the pain is still the same and if you want to share your story and give us the tea and the best part of the story is that you made it through so it's possible let's do it let's dive in set the scene all right so I got my heart broken for the very first time over five years ago. A lot of it is very fuzzy to me now because of how long it's been since mm. that particular situation. Everything is such a blur. I don't remember anything really in full detail except for the night that my heart got broken. We're going to give him a new name to hide his identity, so we're going to call him Adam. Basically, back in 2013, I was an RA at Texas State University. Co Bobcats. I met my first serious boyfriend named Adam, and we worked together. He was an RA as well. It's against the rules to date your coworkers, and we knew that, but we did it anyway. And sometimes you just can't help love. But we started dating in 2013. And the relationship ended a year later in 2014. We were each other's first loves. Another thing I want to touch on is he and I had a lot in common. We had a lot of the same goals. We had a lot of the same views on marriage, family, our faith, and our values. Like everything lined up so perfectly. It was almost just like this is too good Mm -hmm. but kind of like what you and I have talked about in the past Ray is that when you meet somebody or fall in love with them especially them being your first love you are so trusting of them like they will not hurt me and vice versa everything was so cookie cutter perfect that I was like there's no way this is going to go south like we both knew that we wanted to get married to each other like it was a serious relationship yes I saw it And he did, too. Don't know what changed. Actually, I do know what changed, but we'll get there. (laughs) Wait, question. So talking about marriage, like how many months 
in were we at this point? I want to say like maybe mid to late December was when we were talking about how serious we were. And then every month after that, we were talking about our future. It was intense. Like We had those conversations and everything always lined up. He was a really good positive force in my life because he always reinforced faith because that was such a huge foundation of ours and that really meant a lot to me. So how could this tumble, right? Yeah, exactly. So when our year ended of working together, he decided to not reapply to be an RA. He wanted to focus on his final year at Texas State. I was like, I'm going to keep doing this. I love meeting people. And so I stayed at the same hall that he and I worked at and I continued with a new semester of being an RA. And during that time, we got a whole new staff, a whole new director. They didn't like me and they weren't afraid to show it. They weren't afraid to speak about it. Even our director was very hurtful with some of the things that she would say to me. My coworkers were not anyone that I could lean on as far as like work would go. In that environment, I felt super stressed out because I was also maxing out my hours. There was a bug planted in my ear that I could graduate a whole year early. So I'm like, ooh, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. So I was stressed out with classes. And on top of that, where I was living and working, which is all in the same place, it was becoming a really toxic environment. So it was affecting my mental health a lot. And because Adam wasn't there anymore, I wasn't seeing him as often as I would have liked or what I was used to. And we would still see each other, but I would constantly be like pulling on him, be like, help, like, what do I do? I need some advice. And da, 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 da. like, it was not the same Adam. And then sometimes he would say like, hey, I'm on campus and I actually need to study. And we had like a nice study room at the residence hall that I worked at that he would always kind of pop in and do his group projects. I remember specifically one day he told me that he was doing a group project and they were coming to the residence hall and he wanted to see me he goes and I really want you to meet somebody Mm. so I go downstairs and the moment that before I even shook her hand I knew I sensed it that she really liked him and we'll call her Emma I was like, well, I'm Chanel. I'm Adam's girlfriend. It's nice to meet you. Good luck on your project. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Out of sight, out of mind, right? Adam said, you know, goodnight after they were all done. And he came up to my room to say bye to me before he left. And he said, you know, what do you think about Emma? And we care why? few months go by and he still has like these group projects. And I'm still stressed out with work. And lo and behold, I hit my breaking point. And I'm crying all the time. I was taking out a lot of my stresses, nerves, and anxiety on myself. And it was affecting Adam. He made it very clear that he couldn't help me. Mm -hmm. We had some conversations where I may have said some things that could really scare somebody. Having those conversations with someone who I believed loved me, I felt like I could confide in them with that and that they would be there to help me, even if it's as simple as just listening to me or holding me while I cried. But he made it so clear that I was crazy Oh, and I needed help, but not from him. (gasps) He turned you away? I feel like if you really love someone, the last thing you would do... When somebody is literally crying to you for help and let's just, you know, lightly touch on it that their life is on the line, you wouldn't turn them away or dismiss it. Yeah. Three days pass and I don't hear from him. And on that third day, it was like 
our one year and one month anniversary. All I hear from him that day is just a simple text. And all it said was, we need to talk. Oh, damn it. (laughs) No! And I knew I had lost him. And so I was scrambling after class. I'm like, nope, we're not doing this. Not like that. So I was writing like a love letter. And I had like a blanket set up in the middle of my dorm room with little like Christmas lights around them. And I was still just hopeful that we would just have an honest, heartfelt conversation about everything that has happened. So he shows up. I was like shaking just because deep down my gut knew what he was going to do. He's like sitting like kind of how I am right now on the blanket that I had. Mm -hmm. And I had the letter in my hand and I was trying to crawl into his lap and he pushed me off of him. And he was just shaking his head and he says, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) We've had some tiffs and arguments in the past. Why is this any different? Yeah. And I'm like, you don't mean that. Like, you you don't mean that. I I don't know. Like, it, it... I'm still confused, actually, if we're being (laughs) honest. I don't get it. He just kept saying the same things over and over again, and they were super hurtful. And I was literally on my hands and knees begging for him. (sighs) This is the first and last time I will ever beg any man to stay with me and to be with me because any woman out there, like, we have the power to be strong always, and we don't need... We don't need (laughs) a man to validate us. And I felt like that's what I needed. He was what I needed. I hate that I begged for him the way that I did. I like packed up my stuff. And by this time, it was like midnight. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I will take you back to your car and another parking garage if you want. Because I'm driving home because I'm there's no way that I can sleep through this night. He looked at me before he got out of the car. And he was smiling and he said, this was a lot easier than I thought it would be. Oh my God. Because I loved him, I was letting him do what he wanted to do. This is what he wanted and I had to respect it, right? And in my heart, my gut knew. He said it was a lot easier. I am angry and sad. (laughs) It happened five years ago and I feel like it just happened to you tonight. (laughs) No, girl. After the breakup happened, I drove home three and a half hours in like the twilight of the night. And my sister and her husband were kind enough to meet me halfway because I was not stable. All I wanted Mm -hmm. to do was to crash my car, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful that I didn't. Samesies. Yeah, it was hard the day after and the days after and the months after. Mm -hmm. And I made it a point that I would deactivate my facebook and i still missed him i still reached out to him and he called me one night and told me that he didn't want anything to do with me like it was super aggressive and very stern which okay fine and he literally said i don't want you i don't want anything to do with you i never want to talk to you again you're crazy One weekend when I came home to visit my parents my dad was at the dinner table and he said you know I can't believe Adam moved on so fast and I didn't understand what he was talking about I said how do you what he said well I'm still friends with him on Facebook and I just felt a pit in my stomach Mm -hmm. so finally I asked I'm like well who is he with and he turns around his phone and he shows me a status update Mm -hmm. and it said Adam was in a relationship with Emma two weeks after We've been broken up. Hate it. So it was very clear to me that he was emotionally gone near the end of our relationship. My final hurrah was going on a mission trip with our church on campus. He was on that mission trip as well. 
I have never been so stressed in my life, but it was also <laughs> one of the best experiences in my life because that was the, I'd like to say it was the first time that I got saved. I mean, I got saved when I was nine, but I didn't understand what it meant. I thought I was just mm-hmm. getting dunked in water, you know? <laughs> I had no idea what it meant to be saved. It wasn't until the mission trip that I went on where I wanted to truly surrender my life and to have a clean slate going forward. And I got mm-hmm. saved during that time. And the whole purpose of the mission trip is called beach reach so it was around spring break and our purpose being there was to basically be you know spring breakers as dds so one night when i wasn't riding in one of the vans i was just at the church and there was a prayer room and i was in there journaling and i saw somebody walk past me and they sat down in the pews in front of me and it was adam i felt it so pressed in my heart to approach him and I walked over and I sat down next to him and we both just like sat there shaking and he looked at me and all that I could say was can I pray for you and he was so shocked but I remember I took his hand and I prayed for him and when I was done praying I looked up at him and he was just staring at me in shock and I told him that I wished him nothing but the best and that was the last and final time I ever spoke to him and the last time I ever saw him It was almost like my way of closure because I know that the love that I had in my heart for you was so totally real. Mm. I still want you to be happy. I still respect the decision you made to not be with me anymore. And it's not like I can beg anyone to stay in my life. Not everybody's meant to stay. Yeah. I made up my mind the night that he broke up with me that I was graduating a whole year early, quitting my job and moving into my own apartment and starting new. And I did all those things. So one of the traditions at Texas State when you graduate is everybody goes to the river and you jump into the river in your cap and gown. Ugh, I was so excited. I jumped into the river with my cap and gown and just sank to the bottom and just had a moment. And I said, we're oh, done. I am never coming back to this. Stop. From here on out, we're going forward. So the five things that have helped me get through that, and I know that there is no set timeline on how long it takes to heal from a broken heart, but for me, it was quick. Spill that tea. Let me get my pen and paper. Hold on. The first point is I completely redirected my focus solely on me. I graduated a year early. I moved back home with my parents for a year, and I can't emphasize enough that being around my family on a day-in, day-out basis truly helped me keep going with my life. And I needed to find me again because I was so dependent on somebody else for my happiness. Number two, I started creating and producing YouTube videos again. Not every YouTube video is public, but I was creating left and right. And that was a pattern I noticed in myself. Anytime I posted a video consistently is because I was going through stuff. That's the secret. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you'll see in between there's like huge gaps of breaks in my uploads. And those are usually around the times where I'm living my best life. So that's good. When I start posting again, it's because I'm going through something. And I have to redirect that energy to a hobby of mine, which is making videos. It's just making chaos into art is how I like to describe it. I love that. Three was I made new friends and you're gonna laugh at this one but I made new friends by trying new things which was Zumba. (laughs) Yes. Yes dance away. (laughs) Those girls in the class were such positive 
people and I loved being around them. And it was just always fun just to dance it off. The fourth thing is I traveled a lot. I took a spontaneous trip to Chicago to meet up with a YouTube network and that was fun. My dad was with me during that. I took a spontaneous trip to Pennsylvania for the first time by myself. And even that was fun. I've always wanted to travel by myself. I really enjoyed that trip a lot. I like to always have something to look forward to. Traveling is definitely a big thing for me. Knowing that I needed to be me, I needed to love me before I could give that love again to somebody else. And sure enough, you know, my husband. Woo! We love to hear that. What was that again? Say it again. <laughs> my husband mm-hmm. tiptoed his way back into my life. <laughs> That's a whole other Ooh. story. But that's what I'm saying is once you feel it in your heart that you have healed and you've recovered and you've accepted everything for what it is and you realize you don't have control over the things you can't change, you only have Mm -hmm. control of how you feel and what you choose to feel, you're unstoppable. Exactly. You know, it's just those positive mantras that you have to tell yourself every morning and to remind yourself that at the end of the day, all you've got is you. Mm Hmm. Oof. Get that put on a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. And that's the tea. And that's the tea. God, I had no idea, like, the small details. Like, I'm so proud of you. And how quick you got over it or got through it. I don't like saying, like, getting over it because even as you were telling the story, you're like, oof, it's all coming back to me, you know. It didn't feel like I got through it fast in those mm-hmm. months. That first heartbreak and the things that I did to heal from it, I try to hold those things so closely to me because I've had my heart broken again after that mm. and again after that. And every recovery is different. These tips don't always work or apply onto a new heartbreak You know, so I'm still trying to navigate my way through how to truly piece myself together because I wouldn't say I'm completely whole again, Mm -hmm. not because of my first heartbreak. I'm totally over that. Yeah. There have been other heartbreaks that I've gone through recently that just seemed like they were back to back that I'm still trying to heal and recover from. But every day is a new day at giving myself a chance Mm -hmm. to heal. Even if it's the smallest step, it's still small progress. And we love that. So it's progress. Exactly. But that is what worked for me with my first heartbreak. And some of those things still work for me now. Obviously, with Corona and COVID, (laughs) it's a little challenging to travel and to see and be with the people you want to see and be with. But it is possible to come out on the other side even better and stronger. And I'm super hopeful for that. For our listeners, it's possible. I love that. Oh, look at you. Thanks, Cha-Cha. That was a great (laughs) recount of your experience because, you know, some people (laughs) suck at telling stories. (laughs) 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 But (laughs) from what I've seen, you've done great strides in growth and progressing through life and towards your future. Very proud of you. I love you. Oh, thank you. I love you back. If I ever see this man on the street, it's over for him. Oh. It's over. I don't care. It doesn't matter what so-and-so thinks about you and what they said to you about you or, you know, whatever. What matters is what you think of you, what you tell yourself, 
and how that makes you feel. So we don't care. We moving on. We've moved on. It's trash. Thank you. Next. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just thankful for the experience because without that, it wouldn't have made me who I am today. As cliche as that sounds, it has taught me a lot about myself, about my heart, and about who I want to be with. And I'm lucky that I found my lobster who is everything Adam is not, but is everything I could have ever dreamed of in someone. Brian, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> Aww. I am excited. <laughs> like, <hold on>. For what? <laughs> excited for what? <laughs> I'm excited because I am looking forward. <laughs> hmm. I'm looking forward to hearing your story, Rahalas. Oh, God. Am I going to roll into it like right now? No. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, are you like trying to hype me up for it to have it like right now? I'm just trying to tease of what's to come next week. Yeah, you guys. Okay. (laughs) The thing is. (laughs) (laughs) This Like, talking about this, it's not hard for me. It's just very confusing. (laughs) I never tell it the same. It's hard for you when you have a little bit of tequila. uh, That's the tea. That's the alcohol speaking. (laughs) Exactly. Poor Chanel has heard (laughs) me try to explain this under the um, influence of (laughs) a margarita. And so we're going to have to go through it again. And share my experiences, what I've learned, what to do, what not to do. And even how I would do things differently. And even Chanel gave some great advice. However, she told me about two years too late. (laughs) And I did the exact opposite. So, (laughs) Well, everybody's experience is different. And here's the thing. This is why I'm excited for you to share your story and what you did to finally make it through the other side is that I feel like listeners can take a little bit of what I had to offer and a little bit of what you had to offer and make it their own on getting through heartbreak. It doesn't have to be a protocol sheet that they only have to hear Chanel's advice or they only have to hear Ray's advice. Like, I'm just hopeful that they can take bits and pieces of what we're saying and apply that to their life to help them, whether if it's something they're going through now or for what's to come ahead. So even though you said you did the opposite of what I did, it doesn't make it any worse or does it make that advice any less valid right it's still got you through you know it's a different path to yield the same results so (laughs) (laughs) but i am more than happy to share my um experience with my first and last heartbreak and i live by that (laughs) (laughs) on that note if you aren't already following us You should follow our podcast here on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening. Mm -hmm. If you would like to follow our (laughs) podcast. Oh, no. (laughs) I was going to say podcast on Instagram, but I want to say follow our Instagram at play. What is it? Playdate season. Our Instagram, we have a cute little Instagram for our podcast at Playdate Season. 
season is SZN. We'll be posting cute little snippets, friendship things, some tips maybe, and just, you know. If you guys have any questions or need advice on anything, you can send us an email at playdateseasonpod at gmail.com. That's playdateseason, S-Z-N, pod at gmail.com. And we will be more than happy to give you guys some advice, some little tips, heart to hearts, anything you may need. We're here for you. We got you. So with that said, thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Ray and I look forward to having you guys join us next week with her story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> Oh no, my god. I can't wait. I'm excited. It's going to be great. All right. Well, that's a wrap on Playdate season. Bye, guys. See ya next time. What? What? <laughs> <laughs>